Carnivorous couch, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous couch with Brady and Rob. Hey everybody, hey everybody, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch, the film podcast where we do a film a week, not really, <laughs> from two film geeks. Uh, this week really? we have R- really on the geek that part. guy, Brady, and also Tess. T- Tess is back. Tess is back, specialist guest Tess, mm-hmm. and of course meet Rob who, you know, I do my best to make this shit happen, so I have to be here. <laughs> anyway, this week we did the 1973 <laughs> Peter Bogdanovich film, Paper Moon, which uh, is a 19... Set, wait, I already said what year it was. But it's set in the 1930s. It's a road film set during the Depression uh, in the states of Kansas and Missouri about a con man and his... Mm, maybe not a name, maybe in name, maybe in actions, maybe not, daughter named... Addie Loggins. Addie, at Addie Loggins, right? But the it's and it's based on the book, uh, Addie, not Moses. What's Prey. It? Addie Prey, which you know would say that her name is her last name's the same as his. We'll get into that. Uh, at any rate, seems like we got. Uh, I think I did all the production stuff right. Uh, how do how, how do we go after I do the intro like that, Brady? Uh, now we want to give them the the plot. Oh yes, plot synopsis. Who wants to start? I'll start. Good. We open at a Kansas funeral. Do you need an adjustment, by the way? No, I'm fine. Okay, your mic's good. Um, we open <laughs> at <laughs> at the funeral of a woman, and we are looking at the face of a nine-year-old child as her mother is being buried. And, you know, you've got the guy giving the eulogy and all that. And into this peaceful, though somber scene, uh, we suddenly hear a sputtering automobile. You know, punctuating, breaking up the solemnity of the occasion. And a man comes walking far across the field of tombstones, trotting over graves. He grabs a bouquet of flowers from another person's grave and comes to stand beside the young girl at the funeral. Uh, This man ends up being a man who knew the woman being buried, named Moses Prey. And as soon as the other... It's a Bible salesman, quote-unquote. Bible salesman. Moses Prey. Moses Prey. (laughs) <laughs> Which is, that's the only funny thing is like if if her name in that book you mentioned is really supposed to be prey, uh, the weird thing is I feel like that's a fake name. Well, I don't I don't think it is. I think she has. I think like in this she has the name that she has, Addie, uh, Loggins. Addie Loggins. But the insinuation by it being titled that is that like that's actually her dad or just throughout the course of the film it creates a situation where you know like like father like daughter listen you're my child do you want to take my fake name that i (laughs) use to con super religious anyway so he says he's going to uh, along the ways to where they the girl needs to end up um at her at her aunt's house and um, everyone else that's at this meager funeral um says oh great you can take her and uh, reluctantly, he gets pushed in to taking this little girl and uh, immediately tries to pawn her off at a train station and just get, get her out of his hair. Uh, go on, Brady. Yes. 
Uh, he also shakes down uh, the brother of the man who caused the mother's death for two hundred dollars, and says that he'll he'll get his plant to basically almost be shut down if he doesn't give him some money. Uh, so we see. And here comes the plot. Yeah, we see right off the bit. <laughs> we see uh, early on that this man is what you might call a grifter, and so you know while he's taking her, it's given she, by the fact that he takes flowers off the nearby gravestone. Yeah, we're yes. The film lets us know early on, and basically what happens is he's going to take her to the train, and you know she's going to get on the train at four p.m. But he's like, okay, first, do you want me to uh, buy you a hot dog and a soda pop? And while they're in the soda shop, she's like, hey, I overheard you getting $200 using my name. Like, that's mine. Like, if you're saying it's for my mother getting killed, and like, what, are you my father? He's like, no, 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 I'm not your father. Like, oh, great, you're not my father, so that's my money. It's like, no, no, well, it's not your money either. It's like, well, are you my father? Like, no, it's not, I'm not your father, and you can't, uh, shut up, child. And yeah, she basically, everyone is looking at them like, oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I got real echoes of uh, Haley Steinfeld and True Grit shaking down that poor horse salesman. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, this child has me completely pegged, like, and just, like, bullies him, walks all over him. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm stuck with you for now, so I'm going to go make uh, my sale, my Bible sale. Yeah, he doesn't mumble like Jeff Bridges, though. No, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Um, and she watches him from the car with, uh, with, uh, Tess noted very well, kind of a mixture of like disgust and curiosity because she sees he's basically circling obituary pages in the paper, finding people whose husband has just died and then saying, Oh, before your husband died, he ordered this fancy Bible with your name inscribed in it, but I guess you don't have to take it. And they're like, He's like in the Bible belt, by the way. (laughs) Missouri and Kent. That's so sweet. And like, of course I'll take it. And it's kind of weird. It, it's both very exploitative, and yet at the same time, he is making people feel good about themselves because they get this last memory of their loved one buying them yeah. a nice yeah, gift. Even if it's, it's a, a false damn memory, right? good hustle. I was like impressed, and it's like you can almost feel okay about doing it. Like that's it's like, well, I'm making people happy. Like some of their other hustles are not that nice, but like that, I, like as a hustle goes, it's not as mean spirited as it could be. So. <laughs> Not as mean-spirited, but completely skeezy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, hmm, like, I'd kind of like to get in on this, but he doesn't want her to have any part of that. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that she smokes in bed. (laughs) He he just doesn't like what a salty child this is. But sure enough, the next time he makes a hustle, she comes walking up, and he's about to name the price for the Bible, and she names $12, which is an exorbitant price. He's like, what that? This is great. We just made twelve dollars, but you're you're gonna get me caught. Like, yeah, I think he was he was original. When you see him do it by himself, he asks for seven, and then she hikes it up, and she keeps hiking it up. What's she, yeah, what she really just starts to look at, you know, what the, the person, person can afford, and, yep. and yeah, she has this kind of yeah, she's smarter than he's, him. In yeah, that he's way. doing it like uh, by a formula. She's doing it by you know intelligence. Yeah, yeah he, he's a he's a piecemeal low rent con man. Uh, which is what I love about him. He's he's not super ambitious. I always love she those is. I know, me too. Uh, so, um, okay, now let's see. Uh, and yeah, we get like a real sense that like this is the depression. We pass by people on the road, families that are homeless. And 
we get this interesting montage where we it's kind of like almost paradoxical like almost a contradiction of the character but not really because we see that Addie will give away a bible for free when she sees it's a single mother with four kids there but, were like six kids you know, like eight six yeah kids. yeah it was, it was like, it, like children they, of the corn like, up in there they would have still been coming out had they stayed at the door like <laughs> so yeah so she has this empathy for people and obviously she can understand being a, a motherless child herself uh, maybe that woman was running a hustle though yeah maybe <laughs> but then then the very she next she got a bible the very next sale they make she sees that the woman at the door has a very nice set of pearls around her neck it's like okay well double on you like i'll I'll extra exploit you. So it's it's kind of this interesting con man with a heart thing that the film very much has going on. And so we get, I think we can accelerate the plot here because we get a lot of that, the development. Mm-hmm. They have banter. You know, she she's more of a Robin Hood than him. He's like, what, what are you, Roosevelt or someone? You know, he eats off a silver tray. Like if you're all <laughs> about being a do-gooder, like we can't afford this. He's like, well, I'm making us a bunch of money, so maybe we can. And now eventually we get to this carnival scene and Mose, right. okay. Moses, who goes by Mose, uh, is very into this carnival dancer uh, that he sees a half a dozen times at the show. And she eventually ends up tagging along with her maid, Alma. Uh, her name is Trixie. So Trixie and Alma end up tagging along with them. Addie does not like this because Trixie is very clearly someone who's on her own hustle, uh, trying to hustle Mose. And so she's trying to, you know, she's flirting with him and they're spending a lot of time together and she's getting him to buy a new car and buy her dresses. And so now it's like, Does he okay. buy a new car? Uh, eventually, yeah. For her? Uh, well, I mean, it's for him, but like. I she... don't remember that part. Was I in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, was, what happened? When did he buy a car? It's one of the first things that happens. He buys the car and he's kicking the tires and going like, are you sure these are new tires? No, no, no. That was way earlier. Oh, oh, that was oh way you're talking about Trixie. Yeah, buying Trixie. it for yeah. Trixie. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him getting a new car when she got involved. She was trying so, to, don't they, but I don't, think she, I don't think he did. No, they do. They do. I might have missed Cause it. Then, and then that's because that. here's what happens. I can give you even the sequence of it. There's this really great scene. Also, by the way, Trixie is played by the divine Miss Madeline Kahn, famous for Mel Brooks movies. And for flames on the side of her face. Wait, was she also, was she the secretary in, uh... She was Mrs. White in Clue. Oh, okay. I was wondering if she was the secretary uh, for the governor in Blazing Saddles. Uh, no, she's von Stupp. Oh, okay. The mm. German cabaret singer. Right. Um, yeah, so great, great comedian, uh, comedian, uh, Madeline Kahn. And so, uh, but we get this great scene where they go for a picnic, and when it's time to wait, get wait. back in the car... Madeline Kahn Academy. Okay, go on. <laughs> Madeline Kahn! Oh, boy. Uh, so, because the big thing, one of the big things that puts Addie off, you know, the, the biggest thing, obviously, is that Addie's a moneymaker, and they're not making any money. Like, while this woman's along for the ride, not only is she milking Moe's, but they're not doing any con jobs. They're losing yeah, they money. they ain't hustling. But the, the little petty thing that really puts her off is she doesn't get to be in the front seat, where she goddamn belongs. She's more valuable to this con than Moe's is, and she's riding in the <laughs> right. back. Like, what the fuck? With the help. And so she's like, I'm not getting off this hillside until I get my front seat back. And eventually, Trixie has to come up and talk to her. And it's kind of like, at first, this superficial conversation because Trixie sees her and sees a child. And he's like, oh, well, uh, maybe, you know, you're probably just sensitive that you don't look enough like a little girl. Like, 
You'll she get says bone, bone structure. structure like five times. That's bone such a structure. great monologue. But then eventually, she kind of, uh, Addie kind of gets uh, Trixie to be forthright and be like, okay, I, I get what you're doing. Yes, I'm conning too, but like, we're, it's the depression. Like, we're poor. Like, don't blow me up. I won't blow you up. Like, please just, I, I won't be around for that long. Yeah, I don't think she even looks at her as a child. She looks at her more as like a, a competitor. Yeah, well, for but, the resources that this con man is able to provide. Exactly, but at, but at first she's like, well, maybe I can, you know, like when people condescend to children, it's like, well, let me try to figure out what you're about. And her first read isn't the right read. It's like, oh, you're probably just a sensitive little girl. It's like, no, nope, try again. Yeah. It's like fine. Can we I, talk about this later and move on to? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Point? We, I guess we don't have to go into yeah. Because that's a big scene. For sure. We can get in that later, but okay. But then after that, uh, this is kind of like, you know, a lowering of tensions between the characters. But almost immediately after that, Trixie gets Moe's to buy a car. So it's like, fuck it. No, <laughs> this is we're still losing money. Like I was right all along. I need to get this lady out of here. And so she concocts a scheme with Alma, the maid. And it's like, look, I, we've got lots of money. I can give you enough money to get home to your family and not be, you know, in hawk to this lady. If you help me to get her out of here. So what we're going to do is prove that she's a floozy and we're going to have Moe's catch her sleeping with a hotel clerk. And so uh, there's just like a really great like running through rooms like con scene where Addie's basically fooling the hotel clerk. Yeah, Tess, do you want to talk about it? Because it's like one of your oh, favorite parts. Oh, this was my favorite part. No, she um, she enlists the aid of, of what what is her name? Alma? Uh, Alma, I think Alma yeah. May or something. Yeah, and they have, there's just like kind of this, like they've got their own kind of scheme on that's not really so much about making money, but it's about getting rid of this lady that they don't like. Yeah, we don't like this lady. <laughs> and like, I don't know. But Alma is getting rid of herself too because yeah, she has she, to go well, with the wants, lady. She wants to go home, you know, um, and right. and needs enough money to do that. And uh, Yeah, she's kind of stuck in limbo with Trixie. Yeah. Uh, Addie offers her, you know, 30 bucks to help out so that she can get home. And she drops like, what, 60 bucks on this scheme? Right. Well, 25 <laughs> uh, for the payment. Yeah. 25, 25 to be, yeah. Uh, uh, 30 for Alma to go along with it. So, yeah. uh, basic rundown um, the scheme is that, uh, you know, she goes to the front desk clerk who's eyeing all the ladies and says, This lady we came in with, um, she's really interested in you. Uh, and he immediately proffers, oh, here's a box of chocolates that you can bring to her for me. And she goes, why don't you write a note? Because um, I figured all guys wrote notes to the ladies they like. And, and make sure you print it. Make sure you print it. Because yeah. I can print. <laughs> well, and I think it's also to kind of like disguise the handwriting so she doesn't Yeah, no, to... because they wanted to be able to doctor yeah, it yeah, and they could exactly. print, but they wouldn't be able to, yeah. So yeah. Uh, he writes an, a, a cute little note and they add, I'll be there in 15 minutes in like a child's scrawl, but it's close enough, I guess. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the guy got excited. The guy... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> Took um, a couple shots, which is, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So uh, they they get him to, to go up there and uh, go find Moe's and tell him to barge in. And he discovers them together and uh, he they leave and he's so heartbroken that they don't do uh, a con for like a month. Yep. <laughs> I, I have here written in a box. Uh, I think it's the last thing I actually wrote down because uh, that I just started watching the film. Of writing all this stuff. We we haven't done nothing in two months. Not since Trixie. Heartbroken con man don't want to do no cons. 
It's true. And it was like, so like, that was my favorite part. And I really want, like, I was like, I would watch a whole movie about Alma and Addie just like doing their own long cons. It'd be like a great, like, <laughs> spinoff television so series. Great. Yeah. And she's like, so a- Alma's like 15 and, and Ada is nine. So it's just like these two little girls like running around the countryside. Alma, I don't know. Not, we haven't said much so about good. Alma, but she gives great shade. Yeah. Oh, she, she's wonderful. She says of Trixie that. She's the kind of white that is on the top of chicken shit. <laughs> Damn. All right. Shade. Moving on. So then they then they do the uh the con um I believe it's at Addie that suggests they con a actual gangster who's um making moonshine. That's illegal moonshine and selling it, so they, they arrange to steal moonshine from his shed and sell it back to him. And then it turns out that his brother is a cop. And let me tell you, that shit is real. All the gangsters were in league with all the cops during Prohibition. That's just that's just how yeah, it was. Yeah, that's the way it rolls. So why they decided to do that is just so beyond me. But it all turns out okay. Spoilers. Well, I also don't think that they, <laughs> they possibly knew what we know now living in 2017. Maybe not, but like I feel like you know you don't like you kind of know that bootleggers are gangsters, and if like that if you, they're outside of your league, like don't mess with that. They, like they were they were fucking around outside of their league, and they were out of their element, and they fucked up. So they Donnie. get arrested for doing this because the gangster calls his brother, and they get arrested, and then then uh, Addie uh, cleverly helps them escape by asking to go to the bathroom and then yelling, "Run, Mr. Tentacle Guy! <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she hides the six hundred dollars they made in her hat band. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. From the and you can kind of see it through the hat band too. It's just like, dude, this guy's like. Nearsighted, farsighted. He might be nearsighted, with... yeah. you know. So um, then they they escape and they just say he swap a car with some hillbillies and make they it make it over the it. state border uh, because then you used to be able to get over the state border and be That's... safe from the cops. They they wrestle. <laughs> they do wrestle. They wrestle for because the guy doesn't want to give up the trade and then yeah. they wrestle. Okay, but he does wrestle. Safe from them. the cops at the at the border. And, uh, yeah, you could literally do the capture the flag thing to the cops. It's like, eh, I'm on this side. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, That's fine, but we'll Stupid. still fuck you up. <laughs> well, then they they go because you know they're they're like cops that are palling around with gangsters and they're outside the law, so they don't care. So they get over the state border, even though they can't arrest him, and chase him down and beat the shit out of him and take all of his money. And uh, dejected, he finally takes Addie home. And does to her aunts. Want it to her aunts. Does somebody want to finish up here? Yeah, I'll finish up because I haven't done much. Uh, so then he takes her to her aunts, and he just like he doesn't even walk her to the door. The aunts like, yes, and he's like, she's like, uh, I'm Addie. <laughs> yes, like, I'm Addie. Like, oh, I've been worried <laughs> sick about you. Which I mean, you said that it made sense to you. It didn't make sense to me because I was like, hey. If so, if you're waiting for this kid to show up, and then something like she does show up like three weeks late or three months later, whatever, wouldn't you be like, "Oh yeah, that kid that we've been worried sick about for the better part of the year." I think she thought it was a little boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that made sense to me. Well, she she's, says she was worried. She's sick. she's expecting a little girl to show up, and there's a little boy at her. Right door, at this point, was she like, like back in her boy clothes? Yeah, or? she was. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. got it. That makes sense. 
I mean, isn't it, it's also just like it took her forever to get there, and she's like, "Oh, we're worried. Like, I we didn't know what happened to you. Like, we, right? We weren't even thinking you'd show up at this point." Yeah. Oh, maybe that, that's too. just kind of how things went in the thirties. They're just like, "Well, kid's gone." Depression's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but anyway, like, yeah. right before she goes to the door, she slips a little envelope uh, in between the seat cushion to the truck that they're driving, which somehow still runs even... I mean, simpler motors back Presumably then. Presumably they fixed it. Uh, well, no, they just had to push start it all the time and this and that. But and it, it didn't was... have brakes, and it had brakes when they pulled up. So they must have gotten it fixed somehow. I, I think he just kept turning it off and pulling the handbrake. To be honest, Maybe. the brake pedal wasn't working. They would just like turn it off and kind of coast into place. At any rate, he stops on the road because he sees this envelope and he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette going, damn it. Well, I'm just going to sit here in the middle of the road. And then he sees her running over the horizon and he goes, I told you I don't want you here. And she's like, and then the truck starts to run away after. Like, you owe me $200. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you owe me $200. And then the truck runs away and we get the ending long take with them chasing down the truck and hopping in and going on down the long, drifty, dreary road. Yeah. R- no, that that nothing, last word was nobody, road. Nobody's on the road. <laughs> no one's on the road in Kansas. It's all, it's all open or They're in Missouri. Now, Missouri. All Missouri. for them. I gr- used to grade standardized tests for Missouri. I'm not allowed to talk about that, actually. Cool. Plot synopsis is done. Uh, let's go on with the next little bit, which is this thing, which I can't read. How long was that? Uh, 20 minutes. Seriously? So if you haven't seen Plot the movie, Plot synopsis now you have. should be five minutes tops. It's hard to do. You know this. Because you don't have to hit every single plot point. Like, you just go, these are like the three main plot points, and now you're caught up, and let's talk about the film. Like that. Yeah. How, how did you like it, Tess? I loved it. Um... I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say because I didn't go in going, I'm going to have a whole bunch of like interesting things to say. I just like, it kept me really engaged. Um, I was really interested in it because it was so fun. And, you know, even, even like the, the sad moments were like, not that sad. Everything just, you know, moved along at a clip. It was always interesting. It was always just really really engaging and fun and you really like the characters and you want to know what they're going to do next so, yeah. letter grade letter grade um gosh letter grade this is right like up there you. with butch cassidy and the sundance kid for me i'm gonna say that this is like an a a minus maybe but i hate putting a minus on there let's go solid a solid a a? Okay. A. Uh, I am also giving this an A. It was fantastic. I knew nothing about this movie uh, coming in. I did know that Joey Diaz really liked it, so I was I was thinking that maybe it might be a gangster film or something like sorta, that. Sorta. I mean, sort of. Well, I mean, Joey Diaz was a con man and now just cons people for fun because that's the only way you can stay off drugs. Uh, I mean, non-psychedelic drugs. <laughs> that's a diatribe. Um, but yeah. at any rate... He digresses. Um, I, I do that a lot. It's the only way I can talk long enough to have a part in this. Um, at any rate, I loved it. I, I, I always love road movies. So, you know, it's very much in the way of like it happened one night or like uh, all the um, Bob Oh, Hope. Easy Rider. Yeah. yeah, Easy Rider. Oh, incidentally, the guy who directed Butch Cassidy. Who, uh, did the, uh, did the uh, cinematography of this also did Easy Rider. Uh, I'm going oh, to do huh. some notes on That's that fun. in a little bit. Um, but at any rights, um, 
No, I loved it. It's great. Uh, I love the uh, dynamic of her being deceiving to him, and despite the fact that she's kind of emulating him and deceiving people along with him, that he doesn't notice. Like, he doesn't know when she's kind of manipulating him. Or maybe she just permits it. It's it's an interesting uh, push and pull between those two things. And it, 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 it just warmed my heart and made me full of sunshine like her nice, bright hair. So, hey, Brady? Um, yeah, let me get, uh, get it out of the way. I also give it an A. And uh, Tess's comment just there exactly sums up what happened for me with this movie. I watched this three years ago uh, with Grandy in the room. He also really liked it, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, that was and, a pretty good movie. Yeah, and now we I can put him in the here. drop. Um, but like, so for a while, I had an A minus, and like you say, like it doesn't like having an A minus. It it uh, had it was annoyed at me for that. Yeah, that little yeah. bash, and it looked yep. at me like with a firm I don't scowl. Like you. It's like. <laughs> Addy starts with an A, not an A minus, motherfucker. And it's not so, like it, A, B minus D. <laughs> so yeah, I I love it. It's um here. Let me go on a, a little spiel, which I'll keep short. But this is the rare example of a movie to me that like I think we're gonna get into some stuff where like it's rich, like it has some theme, like there's there's some meat. But it is a pure pleasure movie, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but pure pleasure doesn't mean that you don't have tone. And this thing has lovely, lovely tone. Uh, there's a nice build to the relationship. And it's kind of like, you know, when you hear like an old song, like think about like blues musicians or like, or heck, an old song from like the 30s. And a zillion people have covered it. But like there's always pleasure and juice to be uh, had from playing that old song if the person playing it really cares about it mm -hmm. and like embraces like what you could call them cliches, but it doesn't even feel cliche to me. So embraces the tropes, I guess. Uh, Cause, and this is like an example of a lot of different old songs rolled into one. So yeah, the character thing where you have two characters who begrudgingly come to like each other over the course of a film that's there, but it feels fresh. Uh, mm -hmm. Certainly there are many, 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 con movies and heist movies many many road movies uh, but that all feels fresh i feel uh, i feel like matchstick men was kind of taking off on this right totally yeah yeah, yeah matchstick men i was just thinking that because i wanted to like I, to, sorry to interrupt you but oh, it's okay. um uh one of the things that you made me realize is like there's also a lot of movies about like a father meeting his kid for like the first time and them kind of like growing to to interact with each other and care about each other. And like, this is that kind of movie. And I always hate that treacly bullshit. Like even in matchstick men, which was a good movie, like, you know, but then that, that's a whole, the spoilers, oh, yeah, no. spoilers, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like that, that kind of trope, I always find really tired and kind of like, Oh, you're trying to get me with the schmaltz. And like in this movie, like I didn't feel that way at all. And maybe it's because they never tell you outright, like, Oh, they're definite. It's definitely his kid. They never because they never explicitly say that, like maybe that helps me not feel like it's cheese ball. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I kind of know, like you kind of leave going, yeah, it's definitely her dad. And like maybe he'll tell her when she's 12 or something <laughs> like you don't know. But I think that that was like a an example of that kind of like tired trope done really, really well. Right. Yeah. And OK. And then like so if we're going to go that way, all these ways that the movie kind of 
embraces and subverts cliches, then obviously uh, the biggest one should go to the one that won its Oscar, which is the really thin tightrope of the cute kid. Yep. The cute but like smart beyond their years kid is a precarious tightrope with like cutesy pooness on all sides. And most people who do this fall to their death. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is like the grade A filet mignon steak version of the cute smart kid. And yeah, you're right. It doesn't ever go into sentimentality. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, at the end of it, like, I won't lie. The only thing you feel is like, aww. <laughs> Like, and kind of like, you know, I talk about the station agent a lot on this, especially considering that we've done the station agent. Yes, you but, do. <laughs> but there's a certain kind of it. feeling where it's like, well, for one thing, because like, like with the station agent, I think what matters in the end are just like these two people or three people or however many people being together. We talked about this with Boogie Nights too, but mm-hmm. like, just like, it's the warm feeling of like, you know, kind of like a Beach Boys song that like fades out. Like after the song goes away, it's still playing on and on. When this movie ends, Moe's and Addie are still on the road together, and that makes me feel really, really good. That is what that bit, that ending feels like. Uh, they like a song be. that repeats and that's into all it quiet. Is. They should be together, oh. and because they're probably father and daughter. That's such a good analogy. So yeah, I I love Brady's it. Brady's good at those. It's, I know. It's pleasure, I was man. reading some of his reviews from this and, past uh, year. And, well, here, all, like, and uh, so many of quickly, those. I know I'm going on, but like a real no, quick attempt to uh, <laughs> defend on. one of one of the main criticisms sometimes lobbied at me as a movie viewer is like sometimes I'll get the question like, well, yeah, that's all deep. Like that's that's cool. It's obviously a great movie, but don't you like any movies that are just like pleasurable? Like they're just like. A, a strong plot with like characters you really like and i'm like yeah when it's paper moon like there's the example. <laughs> exactly this is this is one of those if it's done yeah. gracefully enough like you get to be a, a simple movie that also feels deep so that yeah it's rare. weren't we saying that about tangled that like it's it's simple but great yeah, Tangled like you can't come sim- away from tangled going like that was so deep but you're like that was so fun and solid Solid. Hey, Mikey, I think they like the movies that they compared the mood to. Yeah. I, I probably like this better like than Tangled, but I do like Tangled. Yeah, quite I definitely a lot. like this better than Tangled. But... Me too, but but no no uh, scratch. I still like Tangled. Tangled's probably like a Bay Plinus. Yeah, I like Tangled. Tangled's got a great horse. Okay, so I don't know where <laughs> uh, normally I would put this in the intro, but uh, there was so much of it that I did on uh, just before we do what's it all about, which I mean, it's about what it's about, but uh, at any rate, that'll be short, so I'll just throw in these production notes. So this film stars <laughs> Ryan O'Neill and alongside his actual daughter, Tatum O'Neill, um, who he had with Joanna Moore, who's known for Bewitched. Alfred Hitchcock presents Perry Mason. It was his first wife and her third husband. He was her third husband. Wait, they were actually father and daughter? Yeah. I thought that they actually looked alike. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, when she's like, oh, you have my jaw. I was like, how did they find someone with his with her jaw? <laughs> like, they made a kid. Okay, that makes all the more sense. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, furthermore, it was, the cinematography was done by uh, Laszlo Kovac, who um, did a bunch of movies, was a pretty career cinematographer and director of photography. He's known for Ghostbusters, which is episode 56 of Carnivorous Couch in the feed, 
and Easy Rider, <laughs> which is episode two. Also, some other notable notable films by him that stick out in my brain: Five Easy Pieces, uh, Radio Flyer. He died in two thousand seven. Radio Flyer. Who remembers that movie? I do. I vaguely remember it. I had a Radio Flyer. That's probably why. So did I. But I've I made it a lyric in one of my movie. songs. <laughs> radio Flyer. Also available, no, available nowhere. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Um. So, uh, what, 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 what's it all about? Don't you have a sweeper for that? No, I don't. I need to make one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't even get a sweeper. It will. I mean, maybe that'll be the one. I, I, like to be honest, the "What's It All About" um, like bumper in <laughs> was gonna. I was just gonna go back through all the podcasts and grab the different ways we've said it, and then just stick them all together with some. Echo just make effects. it me going. Doesn't even get a sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll put that in there too, or or you know some of the other drops I've taken out from you over the time. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's some weird ones. First, I'm stupid, then I'm dirty. What the hell, Rob? <laughs> Uh, it was, must not have been or something like one. <clears throat> I think it was the second one we did. I think that was on Easy Rider. That was I was definitely on Easy Rider. Yeah. So, uh, what is it all about? Um, there's some little nuggets. Of what I, I don't think there's an overarching thing of like this is about this and this is the deeper meaning you need to find. Oh wait, I forgot some other production notes. Let me throw those in real quick. <laughs> this was a deep focus uh, picture, which was uh, Peter Bogdanovich. At the behest of Orson Welles, used deep focus cinematography, so they used a very small aperture and a red filter on the black and white film in order to keep everything in focus so that they could do these Depression era uh, setups outside in very bright daylight and have, you know, stage things uh, back and forward in the, in the foreground so that you could have stuff going on in the background, which is... Yeah. That's a that's a big plus for a con man movie because you want her walking around when she's swindling the shop yeah. owner and him in the foreground doing all the stuff. So, I, mean, well, I like that they did it in black and white, even though, like, what was it made in the 70s when they were pretty much over that? Yeah, and I think it was $2.5 million budget, $30.2 million box office. Hmm. I don't yeah. have that written down here, but I'm guessing. Black and white okay. doesn't go away. Uh, Bogdanovich's other... So you're talking out your really, ass, uh, is what you're telling me? No, I read that a couple hours ago. <laughs> the, the other really great Bogdanovich film, which is The Last Picture Show, is also in black and white. So I think he likes he likes the black and white. Yeah, and I was trying to see if that was direct uh, the director of photography by Laszlo Kovac, but I don't think it was. But he did do a movie called The Last Movie. What? <laughs> did not turn oh, out to yeah, be prescient. That was not... Not a good prediction at all. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. One thing I will say, uh, is there's a definitely motif of like cynical older, uh, con man who you know, he sells Bibles, but he has a disdain and fear for authority. So I think that's a little contradiction in terms. You know, he's this guy who's selling the most honest thing, uh, but you know, the time he gets freaked out is when the sheriff is there. Um, he doesn't seem to have a problem swindling the bootlegger until, of course, it turns out that he's in bed with the cops. Um, whereas the child has more of a sense of uh, propriety and, you know, Frankie Roosevelt says we should be uh, courteous and pious and give stuff to him. And he goes, oh, Frankie Roosevelt eats off a silver tray. Why? Because he doesn't want to be like us. You know, he's kind of got this disdain, like just character notes. Are, these are things that I'm pointing out here. 
And, is this what's uh, it all about? Yeah. Okay, this is what Rob thinks it's all about. Well, no, I, I'm what I'm. I opened by saying that there's no overarching thing that this is all about, yeah. but there are little bits and tidbits on the characters that you know it's drawing these delineations. Uh, I don't have to go onto it now, but another one would be like the whole idea that Addie and um, Trixie are like kind of viewing each other as competitors. To you know, uh, this con man can provide resources. Uh, I want. I mean, kind of from her, she seems to want his love, whereas uh, Trixie seems to want his things. But they're still both I don't know if that's competing not... for... Hmm. Well, she wants him to buy him that's a car. That's questionable, and, Rob. You know. I mean more Addie, because I think Addie probably has like his love, sort of. I think Addie just wants him to stop fucking around. Like, well, she yeah. keeps saying, like, you owe me $200, but it doesn't really seem like she cares about getting the $200. She just cares about always having that over him so they're always together right no i i see that true but then like when you listen to her monologue to trixie's monologue like part of it is i think that she just wants company like that was kind of like something that i took away from her like big monologue moment was Mm. that she's just kind of like this isn't gonna last because it never does but like she kind of wishes that it would just like you know when does yeah. Trixie get to get married to a con man? <laughs> like, just, and she didn't mention marriage or anything like that. But it s- seems like maybe she's also just lonely. Well, it's also pretty temporary because she was like down to mess around with the guy in the hotel room. Well, yeah. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like she was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Hey, no, don't do that." It was oh, okay. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, because twenty five bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. Well, okay, at one point they had $865, and I calculated that to be like $13,700. Right. So yep. if that gives you any idea of what 25 bucks is. I, I had an idea of, yeah. like, And that she's given this girl like uh, 30 bucks to get home. It's like she's going to get home and be like, hey, check it out, fam. I got like 20 bucks. Like, <laughs> and be like, <laughs> cool, it's worth taking this kid there, in. Yeah. It's worth having another mouth to feed for the next well, it's their kid. She's like a 15-year-old. Like, come on. So those are my like character notes. Like I said, I don't think there's an overall, this is what it's all about. It's just, it's about the characters and the little nuances and, and their sort of world. Does anybody else have anything to say on my Oh, uh, I mean, we all have to. It's the yeah, rules. Yeah, it's the rules of the game. Them's the rules. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've been like, I'm looking no, a little no, peaky really on there. To say. Am I? Am I <laughs> no, okay? No, no, I don't think it's about nothing. I'm not too loud, am I? You're good. All right. So, what's it all about? I mean, Rob, you're right. It's like not. It's not the kind of movie that's like hammering on any theme. And like I say, it's like kind of this pleasurable uh, hybrid of different kinds of movies. Uh, but if I have to give it a shot, because like obviously I went away feeling something, so it's about whatever gave me that feeling and i guess that feeling and this sort of like the movie i really like um you know it's not just mose and addy like you have a lot of great characters that are side characters i even like that hotel clerk he's just yeah. like such a perfect like smiley dumbass he's like oh <laughs> heck i would love to so like the movie and like rob even says technology was a technology that keeps people in the background in focus uh so if, if anything i think it's about people and, you know, people going through the depression, people going through a hard time, kind of keeping each other sane and the value of, of being together. So that would be like, 
I don't, I wouldn't even call it a theme, but it's like the rich feeling I get at the end of it is just that like I met people and the movie was about people struggling. And even the scheme is about people who have just lost a loved one trying to find some kind of solace. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just about love. It's about yeah. people in love. People. Oh, you need is love. Yeah, love, I'm going to say, like, you know, it's hard for me to, when I see a movie that's, like, really fun like this and, you know, it doesn't appear to have any, like, huge thing to say about anything. I'm just like, well, what, who cares what it's about? It was fun. It was great. It kept me entertained. Like, I'm going to be thinking about it. But, you know, if I were to boil it down, I'd say it's about, like, you know, finding family keeping your getting to know your family it's about family 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 yeah i I mean i don't have a whole lot to say about what it what it's about because it's like i don't think that you know yeah and i think that's like it's not it's not a it's not deep like it ain't that deep guys (laughs) well i think we might have more things to talk about but we haven't taken a a little breaky poo do we want to run off and don't say breaky poo uh, okay, I couldn't think of... It's too late. Yeah, it's been said. <laughs> it's committed to <laughs> I'm going to take a break and recording. poo, all right? That's what's going to happen. Um, no, uh, uh, Metacritical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Metacritical. Rob's never going to win. Metacritical. Brady's the victor again. Woo-hoo. So it's time to play. I'm gonna lose today Metacritical, yeah, it's time Time to play Hey everybody, 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 welcome to Metacritical This is the game where we try to get as close as we can to what's up Uh, And what's up is defined as the score on Metacritic that the film has So, uh we like to roll with something connected to the movie. However, with old movies, it's difficult because Metacritic has not tons of scores on older movies, and and you know, unless it's like Taxi Driver, The Godfather, you know, something. Well, let's pick another road movie. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, shit, road movie, road movie, road movie, road uh, movie, Road Warrior. <laughs> road Warrior. <laughs> no, that's not a road movie. Um. I mean, I'm just it thinking. Happened one night. It happened one night. But Let's do it happen again, one that's night. thirty. F- okay, we can try it. Um, do you think it'll be in there, Brady? It might be. It's pretty, pretty classic. We can check for it. It's classic. The walls know. of Jericho are falling. Has it? But been? in that case, it's going to be like I'm just going to guess a hundred. Oh, well, it won't be a hundred. No, things are rarely one hundred. Okay, so first one to happen one night. I guess you're going to write that on the right side of your page, which might be a little odd, but okay. oh well. Um, well I th- yeah, I don't actually normally write the movies down. I just we'll just know. All right, yeah, fine. It's fine. So, what do we think that got? I'll go with eighty-seven. I'm gonna guess a hundred. I'll guess ninety. Metacritical.com. Metacritic. <laughs> Did that pick up you typing at all? Yeah, there's probably some of it's on there. Ooh, they changed their site layout. Good job, Metacritic. Now where the fuck do I search for stuff? <laughs> you wrote Eute happened one night. 
Nope. Is it not on there? Well, nope. balls. Okay. Uh, so that's what we thought. That easy Rider. Easy Rider. All right. Uh, go f with uh, ooh, that's probably high. I'm go 87 for Easy Rider. You don't have to change my number. I'll, oh wait, Brady goes next. I'll go with like a. I'm gonna go like 78. I'll go with um 80. 86. Ooh. Woo. Ow. That's six down for Tess. One for me and 78 for Brady. That Since means eight for me. Eight. Oh, no. Eight. Oh, Ravi's catching up. All right. Ravi's Well, the last one was nothing, so this is the position. first round, technically. All right. Somebody All right. else pick one. Well, we could do a connection picked, off of Easy Rider. Easy so we could do a Robert Redford. Uh, uh, have we d there's no Robert Redford and Easy Rider. Cor correct, there's not. Dennis <laughs> what were Hopper. you thinking of? Dennis, wait. Dennis Hopper is what? Okay. Uh, Are you thinking of what? Peter his Fonda. Name? P okay, yeah. Sorry, I sorry. Could Peter Fonda, not, not, sure, uh, not, not, not. Sure, why not? Not, Yeah, Robert, Robert Redford, Peter Fonda. Okay, gotcha. Wait, who made Easy Rider? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper directed it. Yes. And start in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that Robert Redford made? That uh, it's Butch Cast. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was just thinking indie films, and I don't know. My brain's right. weird. Everybody knows my brain's weird. That's pretty much the number one thing well, people say about me. Uh, sorry, I was gonna go Robert Redford, and I had a movie all <laughs> planned out, but now I'm going Peter Fonda, so then I'll go Bridget <laughs> Fonda, so then I'm gonna go with Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. That's the Tarantino one, right? Yeah, he's, there's a Fonda in that one. There's also a Fonda in Easy Rider. That's my connection. Okay, so then that means Brady guesses first. Jackie Brown. I'm Peter Fonda, you. Um, wow. <laughs> Jackie Brown, let me go with 75. <sighs> yeah, something like that, probably. Uh, I'll go with 74. 82. I'm going to go with 82. That's high. Sixty-four. Hmm. Tess gets close. Kicks me down again. eighteen. Well, you didn't get closest the first time. I did. I was one oh, off. Yeah, but I did. Oh, well, but I did. Okay. You're much closer than I am. So, well, wait. What'd you do? Seventy-four. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you. Voted. And I'm keeping track real time now to make it more exciting. Rob and I are tied, but Tess is up by three. Sweet. Ooh. All right. Don't fuck this up, kid. Um. Cool. Brady um, picks the movie next. Yeah. When Brady. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> what do we go to? Six movies. Five. Five. Okay. Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. Didn't we do a bonus round All once? All over town. Shouldn't we do a bonus round? <laughs> There's no bonus. What was, what There's three of us. Why do we need to extend it? All We've right, already anyway, got go more tickety-talk and chatter than we normally do. Right. So, you know. Tickety-talk. Uh, okay. Jackie Brown. As Samuel Jackson. As Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> and Robert okay. Forrester and uh, other Robert actors. Robert De Niro. And De Niro. Let's go with Samuel L. is really easy. Yeah, so Samuel L. is easy. One. Um, 
All right, let's go. It's been a while since I've seen this, uh, so make it difficult. Yeah. Uh, let's go Changing Lanes. But I've never seen Changing With Lanes. Samuel Jackson and Ben yeah, Affleck. He, he does this to me all the what time. What is it? It's Just like give me the quick rundown and I can maybe like, guess. Uh, I think somebody's like in the car. a car accident? Oh, it's a car accident. Uh, it's so it's not like uh, ransom, or it's not like the Tom Cruise one where he's in the back of the cab and making the guy drive all over Tarnation. No, it's more like this like rich guy and then this other guy's like lives intertwine and I forget. It's been so long. Oh Jesus Christ! It, well, what are the themes? Uh, uh, like thriller for other people, like crime thriller. Thinking about the other man's shoes and okay. Uh, and it's called Changing Lanes. And Changing it's starring lanes. Samuel L. Jackson starring and Samuel Jackson. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben okay. Affleck. <sighs> Let's go with. Uh, well, I've never heard of it, but it sounds kind of heavy. So let's Changing go 75. Lanes. I'm go 52 on this. I think I'll go with like a 60. Ooh. Hopefully the low ball gets the win. Let's see what happens when I type in changing lanes. It's say 69. I didn't do terribly. No, you're fucking kicking our ass by uh, quite a bit because now you're up six if we up six. zeroed. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, we didn't zero. We, we did worse than zero. Mm. Well, 69? I had a lead and I threw it all away. Okay, yeah. so now I got to put put one out here yeah put uh, one out there so we had okay so ben affleck you got a samuel jackson uh, chain you could chain off ben uh, affleck let's see here what was ben affleck in um you could chain off movies you know nothing about yeah but i'd like to do one that i've seen um i guess that would changing by definition. oh you would do that uh <laughs> do y'all think sliding doors is on there yeah, that's, it probably is. Okay. Yeah, probably. The only connection is changing is lanes, sliding doors, yeah. have a yes. similar cadence. Yeah. You guys got that right. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do uh, let's do sliding doors and a, and a and a four letter plural. All right. What do you think sliding My doors is? Uh, who's in that? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh, Martin Freeman. No. no. Sorry, you suggested it, so I thought just possibly Martin <laughs> no. might be in it. No, what, what uh, is it, Colin Aaron Farrell? Eckert or something? Who is no, in it? No, it's in England. It's, it's English England. people. Oh, okay, Simon Pegg. It's in English and people. And Mary Steenburgen, randomly. Yelkin. And English people. It's English. You know, they've got a bunch of English people. They'll, they'll give you English people to work Mary with. Mary Britt? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, okay, sliding doors. Uh, eh, well, let's say... That it falls along the lines of shortcuts, and I'll go with like seventy-eight. Okay. Because that's what I think shortcuts would be, and I haven't seen Sliding Doors. So. Who goes next, me or Tess? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I go you, last because she picked the movie. I see. I guess that's the way we're doing it. Yeah. The rules change we every time. All right. Well, I can't risk getting too close to Rob, can I? Or uh, he'll kill me. <laughs> Actually, you should be very far away from me in the wrong direction, so I can <laughs> yeah, kill you. Exactly. I'm gonna go with like a. You should actually um, be close to me, I think. I'm going to do a 54. Wow. I don't know if it was that bad. I mean, it it wasn't even bad, but then we're talking Metacritic here. So um, I'm going to go 60. Mm. 
I'm guessing Brady's was because uh, it would make it very difficult for him to gain on that. 59. Tess is off by one. Oh, I almost said 59. Too bad. All right. Tess wins. Wait, was that five movies? Yes. Oh, I won? You won. Oh, yeah, by a lot. Holy shit. Well, there's an ending for anybody but Brady. There's an ending. Ooh, play it. For anybody but Brady winning. Anybody Let's hear those me. sweet tunes. I met a critical in your face, Brady. <laughs> yeah. Noted. Yeah. He gets that or he gets a fuck you. I will One note that two. it is in my face. If he wins, he gets a fuck you. And if he uh, loses, he gets it in your face. I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you were supposed to make that pause worthwhile. <laughs> I know. Okay, so now uh, we're back from Metacritical. That was fun. That was fun. That was. What was my exact score? Yeah, what, what, what were the scores on that? We've, we've, we've done the wrap-up, but we can still... Okay. Um, oh, my God. Wait, I was wrong, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I have five numbers here, but only one of them... <gasps> There's another was... round. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait up. So I don't know what that means. I didn't think no, it was five. No, we have to five. do another yeah, round. Yeah, we have to do another one. I'm it's sorry. It's Rob's turn to, turn I, to the, pick a movie. I saw the My five numbers. It, All it right, confused so me. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was in... Oh, was she in freaking... No, that was... Uh, I was going to go with uh, Cold Mountain, but... That Kidman. Was, that was Kidman. Kidman. That was Kidman. And also it was, terrible. Was it Brad and Gwyneth that were married? Uh, at Angelina. some point, they no, right. there was Brangelina, but before that, wasn't it Gwyneth? Yeah, I don't know if they were married or if they <laughs> wasn't Gwyneth the one who had like an amicable uncoupling or something. Maybe conscious uncoupling that was the phrase. I know that Brad Pitt once found her disembodied head in a box. Oh, well, then I'm trying. Tess has fallen asleep. I am just trying to think of any other movie that Gwyneth Paltrow has ever been in. In Seven, Gwyneth Paltrow's head was unamicably uncoupled from her shoulders. (laughs) Okay, uh, what's another movie that Gwyneth Paltrow was in? Uh, Uh, Shallow Hal. Yes, Shallow Hal. Uh, I thought that was Helen Hunt. No. What the fuck? (laughs) My brain is all screwed up today. It's it's this wine giving me heartburn. That's what the problem is. Uh, okay, let's go Shallow Hell. Shallow Hell. All right. Why don't you go ahead and guess on Shallow Hell, Brady? I have to go first again? Yeah, because we go around so that everyone okay. goes behind everyone else in equal amount, except there's five and there's three of us, so it's not exactly an equal Actually, amount. Actually, I, I think if you listen back to the recording, I went first like three or <laughs> four no, times. No, it's not true. I was keeping track. I'll, this Fine. is probably too low, but I'll go 50. Mm. 50. I'll go. F- Just bet 55. close to Brady, and then you're gonna do yeah. good. <laughs> You'll be Brady. Like so I just have to go like uh, 25. Go first, I'm gonna go 25 because points. 25 points might make me up if I'm dead on. So wow. uh, let's see what happens with Shadow House. Oh, what'd you say again? 25. That's low. I don't know if it was that bad. No, it was a 48. Huh. Brady did best that round. Would so you? Would you happened. say? I said 55. Oh, okay. He said 50. Well, he still won. Yeah. By like nine on Brady and like. All right. So now I'll tally me. up the yeah, scores. Yeah, tally up the scores. 
Early up the scores, I thought you were doing it in real time. Though I wasn't an advantage because I only had to go time. first once because we only did five rounds and there's three of us. If we did six rounds, we would have each had to have gone first an equal number of times, which puts you at an, like, an advantage when you're going behind other people that have already guessed. It's true, but it only does in relation to where they are in the lead of you as well. Like... I guess, te like, statistically, it might not make that much of an advantage, but it does give me an advantage if I only had to go first once. Well, I mean, this isn't really that competitive. It's just entertaining. I know. Because, I'm you just know, the saying, listeners, by the way, you listeners, should make you it can play so along. everyone can go an even number of times. So if there's three of us, you you do six rounds. If there's okay. two it's of you, there's like when we two did soundtracks when it was very fair and we were doing soundtracks. <laughs> and I was really <laughs> drunk. Like, there should um, always be an even number of rounds for this game. So, so anyway, Brady, what are the scores? Rob with 78. A Metacritical. In your face, Brady. Again. Play it again! Test one by five. Yay. Good job. A Metacritical. In your face, Brady. Woo! <laughs> this will be what four did you times. Have, Brady? You're going to violate the comedy what rules. What did you have, Brady? 35. A Metacritical. In your face, Brady. Yeah, but you've won so many times, to be honest. It just needs to be played that many times. Anyway, going back to the movie at hand, uh, <laughs> which was the 1973 film uh, by Peter Bogdanovich, uh, cinematography by Laszlo Kovac. Kovacs. Thanks. <laughs> that such point shitting. But it's a man's name. He lived. He died. Is he dead? Yeah, he, he died in 2007. The in last 2007, movie, Rob. The last movie he did was uh, Torn from the Flag... By somebody else, Kovacs, Kovacs, but not related to him. Hmm. Laszlo Kovacs was the Sandy Kovacs of cinematography. Okay. Yes, definitely. It's a picture. Uh, so do we have more things to say about this film? I had one thing I was thinking of. Say um, it. One of my favorite parts and when I knew that I was going to love this movie is when this guy shows up and is like going to take this kid to, to live with his aunt and she already kind of has figured out that he's like a no good fucking hustler and is just staring at him like, I don't like you. <laughs> and she does this a couple times, but it like, it like becomes her hallmark look where she's just like glaring at him like, I think that's how they did the casting. They're just like, just come in here. Don't say, don't, don't say anything. Just don't stare anything. at this guy. Stare. I want you to stare into the camera like you're staring at a very bad man. Okay, uh, Ryan O'Neill. Uh, can you think of any actresses, Ryan, who uh, can really do a good "I hate you" look? My daughter hates me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it almost reminds me of, and this just occurred to me is like I, I haven't seen this movie, but I know this as a meme is like when the guy in what is it, Meet the Parents or whatever, like does the like Ben Stiller. Yeah, he the, does the like with the two fingers and the, the tinge. That's, that's kind of the, that's what Robert it looks De Niro. like she's doing to him is like uh, uh, I'm watching you. <laughs> Ooh, I'll I'll say also like nice little things like. This is a, a dynamite script. I like the not quite symmetry, but it's meant to be seen as symmetry if one is sharp enough to pick it up on their first time viewing and to pick it up uh, before two minutes later where it's all undone. <laughs> but uh, 
until they get back together, you know, because you think Moe's is just going to leave and that's it. They're not going to see each other. My headphones. (laughs) But, but, you know, when you, because they get back together at the end, of course, but when you think it's the last time Moe's is going to see Addie, uh, at that point, you could say that he both enters and exits to the sound of a sputtering engine. Yep. Which is, but then uh, they exit together with like a sputtering engine. <laughs> that's true. So they still, yeah, it's it's a nice little like uh, metaphor for his fuck uppery. He's just a sputtering man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, my nice favorite end there, as they say. My favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line in the movie is right after they have just had the uh, the little rascals. Let's split up the bad adults together so I can. Have my pog and uh, sort of sideshow uh, is when he now thinks that she is taking advantage of him, Trixie, and and that that's all Trixie doing all that blah blah blah, and he delivers the line to her: "When you grow up, don't be the kind of woman who deceives men." Right. <laughs> Which is what she's been doing for the past. I don't know, since she met him. Because he, yeah, and Kurt, like the tone deafness of him saying that is yeah, it's so just like, fucking, he has no idea that like he's been teaching her to do this. Right, he, right. It's, he hasn't put it together in that way. He's yeah. like, I'm raising this little girl to deceive people. No, yeah, so it's like, that's funny because that's like double deception because the first one I thought it was just like, you go, you've been taking her around the country doing just that. But then as Rob points out also like, he has no idea that he just did that to him. Yeah, yeah. She, she just. Yeah, yeah, and she also just deceived him. Right. Specifically, she just and did that. one one thing I did notice while you you have that uh, topic pulled up. Um, typically, when he is deceiving people, he usually only deceives women. And like I, there might be a couple exceptions to this. Uh, I guess the the where he got in over his head, specifically with the. Uh, the gangster and the police officer, which was her idea, by the way. Um, typically, like, not only does he bulk at, like, authority, and I, I, I would argue, like, other men, um, he doesn't really want to initially deceive them. Like, he, well, he the seems man to he focus doesn't... on, like, he can really pull out the charm on the ladies, right. but, like, you know, it, it he, 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 like, kind of sh- seems to shy away from that until she comes along. Well, and she can really pull pull out the charm on on the uh, yeah. on the men, which is like you don't want to make a little girl cry, do you? Like, like yeah. there's the whole scene yeah. where where she That's um the twenty dollar bill. Such a good point because yeah. she yeah she she tries to con the woman, and the woman goes, "Oh, little girl, I ain't falling for your shit. I know what you're up to." And the man comes out, and she starts crying, and like that automatically like you know tilted right. it in her favor. Well, because the the you know the this is the thirties, and I mean did. It's still this way now, but even more so in the 30s. Like, men are always the authority figures. So it's like the sheriff is like a man, and he's like, oh, shit, fucking sheriff. And she's just like, you should pay $12 for that. Of course I will. I'll pay $12 for this other lady who I have nothing to do with, and I'm the sheriff. I just happen to be here because, I don't know, maybe I'm her husband, or maybe I was just talking to her about her dead husband. Maybe he was murdered. Like, you don't know why he's there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Ooh, but there's that whole situation and all that stuff going on uh, is that she's able to trick the men and he's able to charm the ladies. So uh, I did wonder about that, by the way. Why the sheriff was at the house at that particular uh, mark 
Yeah. Like, why was the sheriff there? And I immediately had canoned it, like retconned it in my head as like he was murdered. Yeah. And that's why the sheriff was there. You know, it could have been, but I mean, like he died a week ago or something. But like, you know, he could have his eyes on her. Like, we don't know. There's a there's a lot of explanations for why he was right. there. And none or of them or he could have just weird. been her husband. She could have been the no, wife. No, well, the, I think it's oh, the like husband, he goes. The, the, the husband's the one who died. The one right, that yeah. died. Shit. So like he she she could have been the sheriff's mistress. But like, I don't think that they implied that. I yeah, it's think just small had, town. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. maybe the sheriff yeah, was just yeah, over the over soon for tea. Right, like, well, yeah, no, and as Brady says, like, the, the, the simplest option is it's just a small town, and he was just there to make sure she was okay after her husband died. Like, he doesn't have anything better to do as the sheriff. I'm going to go see the, see about the Widow Treadgood. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And they had all their names, like, in the, did you notice in the credits? Like, it would say Widow Baines or, like, yeah. whatever it was, and then it would have their, their first name in parentheses. Like Widow Pearl. Gullible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Widow was, uh, gotcha. Widow slightly <laughs> discerning. So this is this has nothing to do with anything deep, but I think uh, just because it's got so many great lines, I think my favorite line is still the like I've got scruples. You know what that is? Like no, I don't know what it is. But if you've got him, you must have got him from someone else. Yep. Yeah. She's so that's like all the burns that were delivered in this movie Bam. are like, and I feel like uh, Alma had like some of the best ones. Like my favorite part is when she's like. <laughs> just like casting shade on this lady like they tell them about the time that somebody like hit you in the head <laughs> it's like she's like no we're not talking about that stop it the but lady she, takes and it she's, seriously she's like... being so innocent about it too she's just like remember that time that really embarrassing thing happened to you wink wink <laughs> let's talk about that i'm gonna just like you know, play this part of like, you know, being like completely oblivious to the fact that this is like embarrassing and unfortunate for you. Well, yeah, and then she drops she that one so line great. where she's just like, I bet you he's going to chop her up into a thousand pieces. Oh, yeah. And then like Addie's like, oh shit. But he just leaves the door and like they move on. Right. But she's, she does scare but her. But she was sitting there like being super grumpy on the stairs, like, I don't know if this is worth 30 bucks for someone to get right. fucking killed. She's just like, but then like I kind of viewed that as like, you know, she's a 15 year old and she's like imagining the worst possible scenario here, which is like, you know, some he's going to find, he's going to find this, this guy with his girlfriend and he's going to murder him. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, he didn't. He just, they just left. But then again, it was not serious, so... <laughs> yeah, right. It's not his wife. Yeah. Um, um, should we run away and do the understudy and then come back and do, like, our pick in the next movie? Yeah. Thing? Okay. There's a, there's a, there is bumper music for the understudy. It's, uh, hopefully this is the intro. We're so sorry we couldn't get the actors to do the scene from this screenplay But we've got two understudies, and to be honest, they're probably more famous anyway So try to catch the actors, try to guess the movies Tweet us at C-A-R-N-Y couch This game called understudy is happening, happening, happening right now So I'm Lloyd, so I'm first. Yeah. Okay. I just wish we could have seen Seabass's face when he got the bill. I hope we never have to. Don't worry. 
That fish head is probably halfway to Providence by now. I hope so. Hey, stop the car. I gotta take a whiz. Are you crazy? I'm not stopping now. What if they figure out we went the other way? They'll be onto us in no time. But I gotta go. What am I supposed to do? Hold it. I can't hold it. I'm about to explode. Well, just take a whiz in an empty beer bottle. There's a couple on the floor in the back seat. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I'm not stopping now. We could get killed. Uh-oh. What's the matter? The bottle's almost full and I'm still going. Well, stop going. I can't stop once I've already started. You know that. Quick, give me another bottle. Jesus, be careful. You almost went off the road. I'm sorry, Lloyd. I'm doing the best I can. Here, hold this. What what are you, a goddamn camel? I haven't gone all day. Pull over! Huh? Pull over! No, it's it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Jesus, what is this, the fashion police? Pull your car... To the side of the road! License and registration, please. You know, you fellas were all over the road back there. Yes, sir. We we had a little difficulty in the car. Uh Uh-huh. Have you been... Boys been doing a little... Rinking, maybe? Uh, No, sir. Then what's that? Oh, that that's nothing, sir. Do you know it's against the law to drive with an open alcohol container in this state? But, Your Honor, he's telling the truth. It is not beer. Is that right? Sir, I wouldn't. Trooper, you'd keep your mouth shut if you knew what was good for you. You would, too. Get the hell out of here. That was undecided. Tweet us your answer at C-A-R-N-Y couch. So, so that was a fun fun round of understudy. That was, that was <laughs> oh, pretty man. badass. Uh, <laughs> Who was I? I, I? I couldn't tell. It's, it's, you know, okay. If you guys couldn't tell from the theme song... What you're supposed to do with understudy is try and guess what horrible versions of the voice of the famous person were doing, like who the actors who were playing the things, and then try to guess the scene that it was a uh, what movie. So it's theme. basically massacre theater, except we're doing terrible, terrible impressions. <laughs> yes, uh, of actors who were not in the scene originally. We're not doing impressions of actors so, who I mean, were in the scene. Yeah, originally. so if, if that one was between Steve Buscemi and Dude, don't guess Steve Buscemi and Dude. If we yeah. sounded like them, we're just doing our jobs poorly, which, I mean, par for the course. Yeah. So, <laughs> so at any rate, uh, we got to pick another movie. Brady, why don't you throw out a suggestion while I go double check the website and make sure nobody's put up a suggestion. Oh, by the way, if you would like. <laughs> To put up a suggestion on the website, just go to 
www.carnivorousstudios.com and then click on the suggest a link uh suggest a link suggest a film link on the website and you could just tell us what to fucking do also if you happen to tweet us at carny couch uh, the answer to that understudy thing and you get it right uh we'll do a movie of your choosing how does twitter work uh same way magnets do otherwise known uh. as lodestones I actually kind of understand magnets. You know, I was reading up on it yesterday, and I actually don't, because there's like ferromagnetism, paramagnetism, there's all sorts of different magnetism. It's, it's actually... Electromagnetism. Crazy. Well, I guess <laughs> just a relationship between electricity and magnetism. That part I do understand. All right. Do you understand magnetism because I explained it to you? Or just, no. I mean, man explained it to you? The, no. Okay. Do you understand <laughs> it because you are a magnet? <laughs> It's the only way you can understand. Oh, Brady, suggest a yeah. film. I'm going to go double check. I'm Magneto. Make sure, make sure nobody ha! told us to do some shit on the website. Okay, I'm going to go with, and if we do our rank it, which I think we should, uh, this person's name might come up. Uh, I'm going to do uh, a film with, in my opinion, one of the <laughs> finest child acting performances. Uh, the Spanish film, Spirit of the Beehive, starring the cute, uh, very talented young Anna Torrent. Uh, and it's it's a great movie about children in like the 1930s. What are we recording right now? Oh yeah, and it's probably in the 1930s too. Uh, what so are, what are we doing? It would be. We're we're suggesting the film for next week. Anyway, the <laughs> Spirit oh. of the Beehive. I'm suggesting because it has a great child acting performance, and it's a great movie. Oh, did you have more to say about the movie? Did we cut you off too soon? No, no, I just didn't know what we were. Oh, that's what into. we're doing. Yeah, we're we're okay. trying to figure out. We're closing up and trying to figure I out. I was what like, we're doing all of a sudden, week. he was talking about this random movie, and I was like, why? What's going on? Well, I'll take this little <laughs> break in the action and the clarification to say, okay, it's not just a link for suggest a film. You go to podcast carnivorous couch and suggest a film. So I'm clicking on that now and finding that there's nothing up there. People, you can go right up there and select the thing and then put some shit up. And we'll okay, do I'll do that, but anonymously. Oh, well, you're on the cast right now, so you just, because okay. you're here, you get to Um. Well, uh, what is the, is the theme? Other other great child actors? Is that... That's just anything. Uh, I, I, I don't even need to have a theme, uh, but it's a thought uh, spring to mind, and it's it's a very, Well, we very could do True Grit. Hey, you know what I haven't seen in a thousand years? Sixth Sense. I I don't think I've ever seen Sixth Sense just straight through. Really? Uh, no, that's probably. I not saw true. it twice in the theater. I think twice. I think I, I think I did see it straight through because I remember going like I figured it out before anyone. Said yeah, anything. I and I I remember figuring it out halfway through and still being enthralled enough to go see it again. Like, that was how much I liked The Sixth Sense. You know what I didn't I figure kid, out halfway through was Unbreakable. So I'll go ahead and suggest that yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't. Actually, that one, like, didn't, like, I didn't figure out Sixth or uh, Unbreakable, like, in the same way that, like, Sixth Sense, I was kind of like, something weird's going on here. I think he might be a ghost. <laughs> and then, like, um, Unbreakable, I was just like, whoa, the entire time with well, my well, mind fucking blown. Yeah, don't say what it is because, you know, the whole point is that people are listening to this. If we do select that one for next time, that they're going to watch it if they haven't watched it and then listen to Everyone's us talk about it. seen Unbreakable. I, but maybe they haven't. Well, anyway. Maybe they were born in 1996 and they just never circled mm, back to early in. M. Night Shyamalan because he sucks balls now. 
to these. Yeah, pretty much. That's my suggestion. What, uh, do you got a suggestion the, for the next millennium week? millennium elders. I think she bestowing said, wisdom on the young millennials. She she said sixth sense. I did. I did oh, okay. say sixth sense. So yes. we got two Shyamalans and, and a tea uh, kettle with a sugar cube and a beehive and a beehive, which, uh, which is a lot. It's, if it's you also pick mine, I'll be on the show. Well, I mean, I had some other suggestions too. Something I thought of yesterday, which I can't quite remember right now, but we don't have to only suggest one. Well, we've got three, and they all sound fine. All right, all right. But if you really want to make the other suggestion, you can. Well, you uh, so you're suggesting the beehive spirit, spirit of the beehive, spirit of the beehive, spirited to beehive. Is that the Miyazaki thing that fucking killed Macaulay Culkin? And I cannot girl? find anything on spirit hey. to the beehive. Yeah, where a where a precocious young bee learns a life lesson about family in the spirit world. <laughs> That's Maya the Bee from Nickelodeon, circa nineteen ninety four. That was an anime, brah. Anime it, or just it animated was, show? It was on Nick Jr. and it is True, an, it is but Nick definitely Jr. was just Nickelodeon an during certain hours. It's an anime, but then it got remade in this into this weird CGI nonsense. It was remade into CGI? Yeah, recently. Oh, wow. And the only reason I know is because one of my friends with parents was late, or like one of my friends who is a parent with parents, one of my friends <laughs> who is a parent now. I think all um, your friends have parents. Yes. Uh, except for the orphans. Anyway. Yeah, the parents uh, are just they were else. they were like complaining about Maya the Bee on Facebook and I was like Maya the Bee what the fuck and like posted a picture of it and was like question mark and then they like were like what the hell is that and like sent me this like 3D abomination screen cap of whatever show their kid was watching it was terrible <laughs> Yeah that's how parenthood goes Yeah so let's suggest a movie uh well why don't we do some sort of convoluted bullshit like where like uh, we do evens or odds right you got evens, you got odds. Rochambeau? No, do evens, odds. Odds? Pick evens or odds. I'm going to put it all on black. Put Pick evens or odds? Odds. Odds. I'll pick evens then. Um, <laughs> because it wouldn't work if we all three picked. No, it wouldn't. Odds. Okay, so uh, one, two, three, shoot. We all picked two. So that's six, which is even. That's even. It's my movie. Damn. Unbreakable. See, if if it had worked out that it was odds, then I would have been out. And then I've you guys never have played this before in my life. This was a ride. Yeah. New games here on Vocal Never's Couch. So we're going to do Unbreakable. Uh, and since we mentioned LeGrand Smith. LeGrand Smith, three, two, one. Theme, theme song. Carnivorous <laughs> Couch. It happens once a week It swallows us for two hours When we try to sleep It forces us to watch a film About which we then speak Carnivorous Couch With Brady and Rob I'm gonna take a break and poo, alright? That's what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs>